0: Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three month and six month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. Today, we're talking all about best practices for parenting and pastoring when you're in youth ministry.
1: Hey friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. My name is Jeff Lascola, and this is... Kristen Lascola. That was one breath. I did that in one breath. (laughs) Good job.
0: Don't pass out.
1: (laughs) Hey, so uh, thanks for joining us and putting up with us, but tonight we're going to talk about something that... Some of you might be like, well, this is definitely not me. And others are going to be like, <laughs> it this could be you someday, 100% me. But it's all about parenting and pastoring and the balance of both of those things.
0: Yep. We got this question recently in an email from a listener and it's come up before. And it was something I was super curious about when I was entering the parenting world nine years ago. Mm. Our oldest is nine. Our youngest is four. And when I was pregnant, I just kept having this thought like, well, I guess this is it. (laughs) you know, like, and I think other people did too. Maybe it's just like the whole like female in ministry or female working thing. But a lot of people in the church were kind of like, so are you quitting your job? And I remember thinking like, I don't want to like, is that the thing like we have to do? And... Side note, I always thought it was funny that no one asked Jeff if he was quitting his job. They
1: didn't really know I even had a job, though. <laughs> so they just figured I was unemployed. He has no
0: job All the to more quit. reason I had to keep my job. <laughs> I was the, the breadwinner. No, I just was like, well, I don't really want to quit. And I struggled with this whole thing of like, can parenthood and ministry coexist? And if they can, can it be healthy? You mm. know, like you hear these horror stories of pastor's kids that grow up and hate the church and have a broken relationship with God because the church stole their parents away from them. And they were always invested in other kids' lives and not their life. And I was just like, oh, no, like looking at my future, it just thought like, uh, I, I mean, I thought, am I making a mistake? But thinking of quitting felt really painful And I remember there's a pastor, she's in Florida now, Um, you may have heard of her Her name is Brooklyn Lindsay, and she is fairly well known in the youth ministry world. She writes a lot and I just watched her and she was older than me, had two daughters and was still a full-time youth pastor. And it just sort of like seeing her doing it gave me this hope of like, I can, Mm -hmm. if I want to, I can figure it out. She figured it out. She has, it seems like a great family and she's present in both worlds. And it doesn't mean one has to like die, you know? And so... Um, or sacrifice, yeah. Like
1: not even just die, but like, well, I'm half a youth pastor and half a parent. I'm not doing either one well, right? And they're both suffering. So like any of that, it doesn't have to be that way.
0: And with that, so if if you would like to quit your job and be a stay at home parent. You totally can right. if your finances allows for it. So and in no way am I pushing you like, just make it happen. Like if you don't want to, and you guys don't have to have two incomes, by all means, be a stay-at-home parent if that's your dream. And that is some people's dream. They mm-hmm. want to be a stay-at-home parent. For me, it neither seemed realistic or desirable. <laughs> and so it was like, I just never felt built for that pace of stay at home parenting, I just knew I loved my job and I wanted to be a parent. And I'm like, can't I do both? Mm -hmm. Like people work and have kids all the time. Like this has to be doable. So I figured because I wanted to so bad, I figured out a way. Now people who don't want to, it feels impossible because they don't want to. But if you're passionate about it and want to keep going, you can find a way. So I'm going to take you through kind of our journey Past and present to how we balance, well, how I balance ministry and parenting. And I think we're doing both well. I don't feel like one is sacrificed, but it's been seasons. Some things have had to take a backseat in different seasons. But right now, I feel like we're on a good rhythm. So to lay the foundation, number one, the hardest phase of parenting, I don't, I mean, I'm sure all of our listeners are in different stages of parenting future parents or right in the thick of it. But what I realize now on this end of having a nine year old and a four year old is the hardest time of parenting and having a job and doing ministry is zero to two. Mm. So it's like those two years feel impossible. But they end. (laughs) Like two years (laughs) is a long time when you're in it for sure. And I'm not like, oh, the days are short, the years are long, whatever people say. (laughs) The day the days are long, the years are short. It's like, no, when you're in the zero to two, it just feels (laughs) very long and arduous if you're in that right now. But what I realized is if I can get them to two years old, then that's when we put our kids into preschool. And not a full day and it's not daycare. It's a Christian preschool and they love it. And they learned social skills and they had great teachers and all that kind of stuff. And it was a half day. It was just a part day, but that little window of time, all of a sudden, like (gasps) gave some breathing room and gave so much margin. So in the like below two, if you are in that infancy stage, it's just going to be hard, but just Sounds kind of bad to say, do the bare minimum you have to do to get by and survive in your job and your ministry will still be there. Don't let it go to heck. But Mm. I mean, Don't feel like you have to be like superstar youth pastor when your kid is zero to two. It's like, no, I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead well. Nobody make any sudden movements (laughs) and this thing will sail. You know, this
1: is also a good time. I mean, if you haven't already established a great team underneath you, this is where they really can kind of rise up and help during that time period and step in and and, and fill in the void that maybe you're not going to be able to be there as much maybe it's like less quantity of you, but not less quality of you.
0: Yeah. So you can start passing things off to people in that season. So stick with what's tried and true. Like we know we like dodgeball. We know we like this. We, you know, stick to your tried and true and pass those off to people. Can your intern run, lead and plan a game? Can Is there another person on your staff that can switch off teaching with you? So Mm -hmm. you're only teaching every other week. Is there a superstar volunteer who'd love to run your uh, student leadership team for Mm -hmm. a season? So there's things that like you might be doing all of it, but do you really have to? Are there things that other people might be doing? Like Jeff said, that's such a good point. And then when you get them that two to four, that's like a whole new stage in parenting where They still do need you a lot. But for us, what helped a ton was preschool and the ability to switch on and off. Mm -hmm. So this isn't really realistic for everyone whose spouse doesn't have a flexible schedule. Jeff does have a flexible schedule. So we kind of rotate parenting and work responsibilities. So it'll be like maybe for the first half of the day, I'm at work and you're with the kids and then I get home and then we switch and you go in your office and you work and then I... Take a
1: nap. I'm with them
0: (laughs) and doing all this stuff. And it is tight. Like it's either you're working or with kids. You're working or with kids. And it's a... A
1: A grind. It is.
0: But again, I feel like you... Our, if you can get to that four-year-old stage, yeah. now we've just opened up a whole lot of possibilities because of the independence, maybe a full day of preschool, mm. all of that. And then after that, they're in school, like kindergarten, whatever. And man, when they're at school, you get stuff done.
1: You really appreciate the time that you have available when when you've not had it for so long and then all of a sudden... Yeah, well, and
0: you realize how much time there is because I think before you are just like puttering around, but you realize (laughs) it's go time, pedal to the metal. They're gone from eight to two. Like I can get all my work done in that amount of time, uninterrupted time. That's uh,
1: kindergarten and on though. Yeah, but I'm saying
0: even this half day preschool. So we put our four, so our nine-year-olds in school, eight to two or whatever. And then the four-year-old is in... Half day preschool every single day. Yeah. And you know, if you're like, oh, we can't afford preschool, you know what I would ask if it's a Christian preschool? Our preschool gives a ministry discount. So they give us 40% off of our tuition because I'm a full time pastor. So you might as well ask, you know, like if they say no, they say no. Or
1: hopefully you work at a church that has a preschool.
0: Even better. (laughs) Yes, even better so yeah, that's kind of those early, early stages. That's how school kind of works in. And then another thing, and I think after COVID this became a lot more acceptable. So on non meeting days or non program days, is there a day or two where you can work from home? I think that's been super helpful for me. Honestly, I get a lot more done at home than I do at work anyways, because (laughs) like, I don't know, I just get more focused and I can like, but even like multitasking. So one thing that I do is when I'm in the pickup line for school, I've talked about this before, I get some emails done and I give the four-year-old something to do. She has like her activities that she's doing in the back seat,
1: Drawing or reading through, well, not reading, but looking through a book.
0: Right. And I have maybe my laptop and I'm writing an email or I have my phone and I'm doing our social media posts Mm. or something. Cause I'm like, I look for these little holes of time throughout the day where I actually can get stuff done or I'll be making dinner. And so I'm waiting for like the water to boil. And I'm like, I could probably send like three emails in the amount of time (laughs) it takes for that water to boil. And the kids are content playing. And so it's like my work and my home life just overlap a whole lot. It's not always like I'm at the office and I'm getting this done, but I don't I'm like be quiet, kid. I got work to do. Right. I look for an opportunity of like, oh, you're doing homework. Oh, you're playing quietly. All right, I could spend 10 minutes and send three emails. You know what I mean? It's like those little drips throughout the day kind of add up to a lot. Mm. You know, by the end of the day you you do get everything done. And then the golden hours when our kids were really little for me to get the most done. And you guys are going to hate this because you're going to be so tired, <laughs> but it's after they go to bed. Mm-hmm. So our kids go to bed at eight o'clock on the dot and we go to bed about 11, eight Oh one. So from eight to 10, it was these golden hours of, I can again, put the pedal to the metal and get a bunch done. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like, Neglecting them or whatever, it's like, all right, I got two hours. I can prepare a message, plan a game, return emails, do my budget, whatever needs to be done. I can get it done in that two hours. And again, it's like this uninterrupted time sometimes of like you can get the most done because you think in a full work day, it's like two hours. Like I work an eight hour day, two hours is nothing. But you'd be surprised how much little wasted time of chit chat or, you know, looking around, scrolling, you know, getting a coffee, all this stuff adds up. But if you're just like sitting there like brrr, like two hours from mm-hmm. eight to 10 after your kids go to bed, it's amazing what you can get done.
1: There's a thing called, uh, I believe it's called Parkinson's theory that says the amount of time you give to have something completed is the the amount amount of time time it it takes takes to do it. So a sermon that you might say, I'm going to, I have six hours to complete this. You could do the exact same thing in two hours Mm -hmm. if it was focused. Cause you're like, not like in six hours, I'm just, you know, my mind's all over the place. Maybe it is, but if you just say, I only have two hours to complete this task, you could be surprised that how much you'll get done because yeah. it's so focused. It's like a like, sense
0: of urgency right. too, of like you you're trying to meet a deadline, you know, and another little tip that's helped me a ton. And again, this may or may not work for your context, your church, whatever, but I bring my kids with me sometimes. So like in the afternoon, I pick them both up from school And it's like, oh, I'm not quite done with all my stuff. I really do need to still be at work. So what I'll do is I take my laptop down to one of the children's classrooms and I let them play and I'm in there and I can get a few things done and they're having a blast. We have Mm -hmm. super fun kids classrooms that have like slides and toys (laughs) and really fun stuff and they get it all to themselves. We clean it up when we're done. But it's like, yeah, I'm sitting there with you. I'm interacting, but I'm still, you know. And so if you have a church set up like that, where you could just like bring your kids with you, or maybe even bringing your kids to events, if they're of the age where that would not, be a total hindrance of you, but that they would enjoy it and you would enjoy it. If it works out for your spouse to come with the kids, you know, that's even better so that your spouse can kind of hang with them if you have (laughs) to do some other things. But yeah, what can you bring them to? That's a, I don't know, like sometimes they really enjoy it. Like our (laughs) nine-year-old asks all the time, can I come to this? Can I come to this? Can I come? Like she wants to come to all the events that we do and some work out and some don't, but she wants to be there. So, um, and again, like thinking of weekend services, if your church is awesome and it's a place meant for kids and kids want to be there, like I work three services a weekend, Saturday night, Two on Sunday morning. My kids want to be there for all three services right. we in their classroom. Them, but- <laughs> exactly. But isn't that crazy yeah. that, like, we have a church that is so catered to kids that they have heard that sermon and they want to keep going? Yeah. Like, so I'm in my classroom, they're in their classroom, and then I go pick them up, and, you know, we hang out after church and it's great. And I feel like we get tons of time together on the weekends. Okay. Another tip is during a season of difficult parenting or where there's a lot required of you rely more heavily on pre-packaged things that take a lot of the planning off of your plate. Meaning you might just need to use a pre-packaged curriculum. You know, we've talked about grow before we've talked about life church before you might need a pre-packaged game or lesson. D Y M is Incredible. I mean, and it's so the thing I love about DYM is so cheap. Yeah. You know, like in a pinch where I'm like, ah, I need a game, it's like four bucks. Here's a game. Great. (laughs) It's like all on, like, gives you the slides, instructions, all that kind of stuff. So you might need to rely more heavily on the pre packaged kind of things during a certain season in parenting. And that's okay. That's what those things are there for. I think it's way better to rely on a pre packaged. Sermon or game, then just take yourself out altogether because you can't do both, right? You know, it's a
1: season, it's not you're not saying like, Well, this is it from now on. Every week, I spend four dollars and I have to buy the curriculum and do all this stuff. It's like, Well, no, but maybe for a season, that makes sense,
0: yeah. And you bring up a good point a season has a beginning and a season has an end, a season isn't forever, and so just be gentle with yourself, be patient with yourself, be easy on yourself of like, I'm going to stick in this thing, but I'm going to have to make some adjustments to get through this particular season of zero to two, zero to four, whatever it might be, make some adjustments so that you are not letting any of the balls that are in the air drop. Mm -hmm. And it is a hundred percent possible. And some seasons will be harder than others. When our kids were in that zero to two, zero to three, I felt like I was like skating by like (laughs) by the seat of my pants it was just like oh my gosh like everything felt like so last minute and everything felt so scrambled and uh like I felt like overwhelmed and there were so many times where I'm like I should I should just quit I told like this is too much this is why people say this this is why (laughs) but what I'm glad I didn't because then I realized oh I can totally do this that was a hard season. Right. But it was two years of my life. It's like three years of my life. Great. Well, twice, so six years of my life. <laughs> but I mean, I'm so glad I didn't throw in the towel because yes, yeah, so it was a hard season and then it got better and it wasn't. So I think sometimes we can panic and want to pull the ripcord yeah. on things. And we've talked about this similar idea throughout our podcast before of like nobody's coming. I'm a terrible youth pastor. I should quit. Oh, parenting and ministry is too hard to do together. I I wasn't meant for this. I got it. You know, like I just pump the brakes, be gentle with yourself, come Mm. up with some solutions. You have to ride the waves, you know, like some will be big and it's just, you have to just like, hold on, you know, you're going, you're, you're going to do it. It's just going to be, some seasons are definitely harder than others.
1: If you are in a season where, you know, children are in the near or maybe somewhat near future and hire an intern right now, Yeah, if you can plan ahead, it's like this is the time that you need to really lay that groundwork and make sure that things are in place so that if you need to to not be there maybe as much or just can't lead quite everything, you know, it's definitely not the time for you to plan that two week trip to Morocco for your missions trip or whatever you wanted to do. Maybe you put that off for a few years or a couple of years, but it's just a kind of a, a thing to just keep in mind, you know, to say, are, do we have things in place that. I can hand some of these things off to other capable people that I've trained. Mm -hmm. It's really important to have that. And it's, if you're in the middle of it right now, then obviously, you know, some of these other steps that you're talking about would be more applicable, but the best you can do for yourself is to plan ahead as Mm -hmm. always. But that sometimes isn't always the case.
0: Right? Yeah. Who, who do you have now or who do you need to get so that this, the church and the youth group and everything can withstand the pressure that it's going to face when you are less available, mm. you know, for a season.
1: And that's not to say that you can't build a team quickly, but it's going to be a little more difficult. You know, yeah. it's going to require a lot of you up, up front. But, you know, if you can kind of just hand some things off and just let people know, like, hey, I'm kind of drowning You know, and I really would like it if you would take games off my plate. You know, I would really like it if you could do student leadership and I'll help you and I'm there for you. But if you can kind of take this, you know, take the reins on this, that could be huge too. Mm -hmm. Same idea, but, you know, a little bit less notice of time.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit, but I have written down here to plan ahead and work ahead if you can. Yeah. So if you find like a gem of a day where you have like this glorious extra hour, what I like to do is just like I instead of saying, "Well, I have nothing to do. I have no it's like, well, why don't I plan everything Or a week from now. Mm. And so what I'll do is I'll like save everything. So it's like ready to go. I'll even pre-write emails that I know have to go out anyways, and I'll just save them in my computer so that when the day comes, I just copy and paste, send Mm. the email that I wrote when I actually did have time. I don't wait till I need to. I just like try to think ahead of like, well, I'm going to need a game this day. I'm going to need a curriculum this day. Okay. Where can I squeeze that in? And, and have that ready to go. So if I have a busy or unpredictable week, I'm not going to drown. And then something else I wrote down on our notes is say no to extras for a while. So I think there's something to be said, like a big value at our church is you play outside of your own turf. Like I do junior high ministry and that's what I'm paid to do. But I think I'm expected to be involved in other things and help in other areas and be a team player and, you know, see the church overall as where I can contribute. But if you're in a season where parenting is a struggle, then it's like, maybe all you can do is your job for a Mm -hmm. season. You say no to guest speaking, or you say no to helping in other areas or saying no to special projects, even if you want to be a part of them. But remember You know, our campus pastor said this to me recently. He said, I missed out on a ton when my boys were little. And he goes, I kind of regret some of that. He's like, I want all of you. He was like talking to our staff. He goes, I want all of you to remember, like, you are not North Coast church. Like, you are, you have more of a life than the church and the church is important and your job is important, but like, it's not everything. And so just chill sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and our senior pastor, one of his most famous phrases is do your best, then take a nap, you know, <laughs> where he's like, don't over like kill, like don't kill yourself to be the best and go for it and hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. He's like, you do your best, you do your job. And then, oh, well, you know, <laughs> like, don't, get to like i think ministry can foster some workaholism yeah. and or lazy i think you can be one extreme or the other but if you're a workaholic type ministry will definitely allow for that and you'll want to be applauded at work and you'll want to feel valuable on the team and you'll want to get accolades and maybe get opportunities but i think sometimes you just have to say well this is not the season where i can strive for the blue ribbon and all the extra curriculars. I have to do my job and do it well, but I also have to be a parent and do it well. And so I can't kill myself in one area so that the other area is completely neglected. Do your best in both and then take a nap. (laughs) Right.
1: And I think it's important to remember that there's that fluidity, like everything you've said that may not work for everybody. There's has to be a little bit of like, well, I can't quite do that, but I can do this or I can't do this and I can't do that, you know, and you kind of figure out where does that work for you best to not sacrifice your ministry, to not sacrifice your family and to be able to make those two things fit for yourself, for your family, for your church, for your sanity and be able to have both of those things on your plate, but comfortably.
0: Yeah, and lastly, this is our very last one. This is gonna sound like, I don't know, weird or irrelevant maybe, But it is one of my secrets to be able to do both. So my sister, like a few months ago, she was like, I see because she doesn't have kids. She works really hard. She's very busy. And she says, I don't know how you have so much energy to be able to do your full time job and be a full time parent. She's like, where does your energy come from? That seems like overwhelming. And here is the truth taking care of yourself makes such a big difference. Mm. In the Herms, you look mad that I'm saying this.
1: (laughs) It's more depressed. Uh, Yes, that's why I'm tired all the time. (laughs) Okay,
0: so with our first child, I wasn't as into health and wellness. And I remember she'd go to bed at eight o'clock and I would collapse on the couch. And I'm like, I cannot move. (laughs) And literally I couldn't. I was so tired that I wouldn't be able to move for like, I'd have to like sit there for (laughs) at least 30 minutes before I could get up and do anything again. I don't, I mean, the only thing I can think of is now we have two and I still work full time and I have energy to last myself from morning to night until I go to bed. Like I never have a crash period (laughs) anymore what changed? The only thing that changed is I started eating clean, drinking clean, and moving my body, like working out. And those things, paying attention to my health the way that I have now, my energy supply is the highest it's ever been, which is it shouldn't be because obviously I'm the oldest I've ever been. We all are the oldest we have ever I'm been. Not, but go ahead. And we have two kids now. And I still work full-time, and the ministry is bigger than it's ever been. So it's like, shouldn't I be the most tired I've ever been in Maybe my whole gonna life? you're just going to
1: blow up one day.
0: But I don't feel like I'm just muscling through, and caffeine, caffeine, like, uh, You know, I feel... <laughs> no, I have all the energy I need she to get through the day. can't drink caffeine. I can't. So, I mean, I'm not going to bore you with my wellness routine or anything like that, but what is wellness for you like taking care of your body and taking care of your sleep take eating clean drinking clean exercising and some of that to you maybe in the stage feels impossible like exercise like yeah right i have no time for that then get up early make time because it has made the biggest difference and i always pray in the morning like god give me the energy and the strength to do like to work in the capacity that I need to today. I Whatever I need to get done, whatever's under my responsibility, give me the energy to do it. And I always have the energy to do it. And so that's an encouragement to you. If you've kind of let your um, health go a little bit. You are gonna say self go. <laughs> I was.
1: That's not and you bad. looked at me.
0: What the heck? You're the only person here. <laughs> uh, but if you've let your health go that could be a big reason why you're not functioning at capacity, why you feel like you don't have enough time, why you feel like you don't have enough energy, why you feel overwhelmed, why you don't feel your best self. If you're not eating, drinking, sleeping and moving well, it's amazing how it changes your reality because you think I'm so tired. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so burnt out. You might not be. Your Mm -hmm. body just might be not able to keep up with the demand. And if you treat your body really well, it can. It really can keep up with the demand.
1: Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> I'm just picturing if somebody in, when you were with our first between the ages of zero and two said, you really just need <laughs> to like exercise more and eat better. You would have probably bit their head off. Okay, so. <laughs> it's not not true.
0: Leave a nasty comment. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it worked for me. And it was. When,
1: <laughs> in my life, when I had the most energy and I felt like sleep was like for suckers was when I was actively working out and eating healthy. And I'm no longer doing that. <laughs> so,
0: <I laughs> so you know, I mean, it's it true. makes a really, really big difference. And I saw the difference with our first and our second. I'm not saying having a newborn was a breeze and I just bounced back so quickly, (laughs) but the vast difference in my capacity, it's not that I became mentally stronger. I don't think so. I think it was like I treated my body better. Yeah. I'm gonna stop talking about this because you keep just just laughing (laughs) and smirking and whatever. If you'd like to know more about, what has helped me in terms of health you can reach out to me I'm not going to bore you on this isn't a health podcast so I'm not going to talk about that and you guys would hate me anyway so if you want to know feel free I'll let you know what's helped me well
1: all that made me really tired so let's get on to the question of the day I'm gonna stab you with this pen um, hey, holiday seasons coming up. Specifically, it's the
0: holiday season. Well, I wasn't
1: talking about that holiday season. Oh. I was talking about <laughs> Halloween or oh. fall festival. There's no Halloween us, songs for us Christians. The
0: the autumn harvest. Um, are we having festival. the harvest
1: festival stra- extravaganza this year? You mean Halloween? <laughs> no. Anyways, there is a certain. I'm never going
0: to do an episode on that.
1: yeah I know we've been tempted. But, there's other yeah. people who do. That. Um, there's a certain candy. That comes around this time of year. Mm-hmm. And it's very polarizing.
0: Oh, I know what you're gonna say. And my mind has changed.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, the question of the day is candy corn.
0: Oh my gosh. Is it is it I... a
1: sweet, delicious Halloween/slash harvest festival treat, or it is a devilish sugary death trap of the devil.
0: Okay, this is a thing. I was always no absolutely not disgusting. Unless candy is chocolate candy. I'm like, why are you here? Who made you? For what purpose? It's like, (laughs) I don't care for sweets that aren't chocolate. So candy corn, I was like, you're disgusting. I have no time for you. (laughs) The other day they were giving out candy corn at church and our four-year-old wanted some. I was like, gross. And she handed me one. She goes, Mommy, do you want one? And I felt bad, like, being like, no, I don't want you. So I'm like, okay. So I put it in my mouth, and I ate it. And I was like, oh, no. I like candy what? corn. I know. House
1: divided, man. You think you know somebody. When's I didn't hear that. the last time that? you
0: had some?
1: Probably last year. And it was still gross. It was like <sighs> waxy sugar.
0: It it. The flavor it f- was like very um almost kind of like a vanilla I don't know it was Maybe very you had good. You a really good
1: brand because Maybe all I the did. ones I ever have make me sick, like nauseous. Okay. Yeah,
0: they do make me nauseous. So if I <laughs> if I had I ate one That is
1: still true. <laughs> I ate one
0: and I it tasted good and so I was tempted to eat more but I'm like no, nope cuz they make me feel make like me I'm going to throw up. So I I ate one and I liked it. I can't even do one. I ate one and I liked (laughs) it. (laughs) I don't know
1: about that. Note to self. Edit that out. All right. Uh, This is the comment of the day. It comes from Limitless Love O X O. And she or he, I'm assuming it's a she says, (laughs) I'm so glad I found this podcast. I enjoy finding things to learn and grow and change within our ministry.
0: Wow, that's great. Thank you. I'm glad you're able to learn and grow and
1: change. So that's that's important to do all three of those things we hope that this podcast is a good source for you and others to be doing that for yourself and for your ministry whether it's for Stop your talking. whether Stop it's talking for your now. health or your fitness or Shut your up. ministry kill him hey guys thanks so much for watching and listening and we we'll will see, see you, you next time, time.